welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Wijan. Purple Mafia is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps, featuring Spotify and all of that good stuff. I thank you once always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today. The Minnesota Vikings go into Green Bay and win by two scores. Final score, 24-10. to 10. It sounds nice, and it looks nice on the surface, but of course, I don't know. It's just as Minnesota sports as it gets. Of course, there's some type of a, a, a rain cloud, some type of dampener. This could potentially be a extremely big dampener of a player that we've all taken for granted, myself included. Kirk Cousins, there's a pretty good chance he tore his Achilles tendon today, early in the fourth quarter. Um, non-contact, all of a sudden just started hopping around, and yeah, um, looked like his calf may have, uh, you know, did the old, you know, like say, you know, the old where you pull up the curtain and it goes, yeah, and that's the, that's the uh, telltale sign of an Achilles tear, unfortunately. Um, so that's an extreme, extreme dampener of what a, a team that looked like it had some fantastic momentum going into next week, 4-4 four and four record. You know, it's not a sexy record, but it's better than nothing, obviously. But great momentum, a team that might even do something well beyond last year, kind of like the Twins in a lot of ways. How um, years ago, the Twins had, had great records and then would just lose right away in the first round, would not even get out of the, the wild card, so to speak, that type of deal. And then this year, it was like a weaker record, but the team was so much stronger going into the postseason. And they made things interesting against Houston after sweeping Toronto in the wild card, getting to the divisional round. As baseball is now like football when it comes to the uh, playoff, uh, you know, the, the playoff bracket and everything. And the Vikings could have had that kind of momentum going forward where you just you just never know. Maybe something great will happen. But now it's hard to say. Um, maybe it's not an Achilles tear, but it probably is, unfortunately. Uh, I have flashing on the screen right now. I thought it was going to be the Minnesota Wild and the New Jersey Devils, but that game's not on yet. So why the heck not? San Francisco versus Cincinnati. The matchup I always wanted to see happen again. Um, they played in the Super Bowl twice. I want to see these teams in the Super Bowl again. Maybe Cincinnati wins. Maybe San Francisco wins again. But um, back to where we need to be. <clears throat> Minnesota Vikings, a thrilling, very fun game for the Vikings for the most part. I mean... We started letting Green Bay back in. You know, we had a block kick, obviously, along the way. Um, a lot of calls went the Vikings' way in a lot of in a lot of ways, but it was more of the Green Bay Packers just kind of playing undisciplined football, hitting Cousins several times, uh, you know, or, well, multiple times anyway, um, several personal foul penalties and such against the Green Bay Packers, which were pretty bad. And, you know, and it's a mess. It's just it's a mess of a team right now. Uh, we'll see what happens with them. They're two and five. It's doubtful they're going to make the postseason. But um, the Vikings, well, I mean, our Minnesota Vikings anyway, not just the Vikings, like Red McCombs used to call them. Our Minnesota Vikings, unfortunately, might be, well, I mean, at a crossroads here. Uh, has Kirk Cousins played his last game as a Minnesota Viking? I mean, are you kidding me? It's like, what? Come on! So it, it is a possibility. It does exist and persists, unfortunately. Uh, it does exist and will persist, as a certain great president said at the end of his presidency in the, in the 1960. That would be Dwight D. Eisenhower. Um, yeah, military-industrial complex. That's for the Freedom of Thought podcast. But uh, the injury-industrial complex, unfortunately, 
exists and will persist, unfortunately, in every sport, especially in not for long. I mean, the NFL. <sighs> Jaron Hall. Well, is that our starting quarterback going into next week? Possibly. Very possible. And you know what? I'd rather see him than Sean Mannion, for God's sakes. Uh, Nick Mullins can play, but but it sounds like, yeah, I mean, his injured reserve deal restriction, he's not able to play next week because of injured reserve. So, you know, he's reserved to not play. Um, looks like a beautiful day in San Francisco, though. Severe, clear skies. Yep, San Francisco could be just gorgeous in the fall. I'm, not that I've been there or anything, but you just see it when you're watching the Giants or the uh, the uh, 49ers, you know, in the fall. But, um Jaron Hall, I mean, I liked what I saw. I liked the poise, actually. Uh, he did have a cold-blooded completion on a third down to TJ Hawkinson. It was beautiful, actually. So I liked that very much at the end of the day. It was impressive. It was a gutsy call by uh, Kevin O'Connell, but also a, just a, a nice play. And I didn't see a guy that looked like he was overwhelmed out there. So kind of encouraging. Obviously, the Vikings had a two-score lead. Late in the fourth quarter, you're kind of mostly trying to run the clock down and such, trying to move the chains once or twice to try to burn out Green Bay's, uh, first of all, burn out their timeouts and eventually just flat out burn out the clock and enter victory formation, which the Vikings did. Thank God. Um, but now it's like, doggone it. You have, the, you have the game review ready to go, you know, and all that. Just impressive game by Kirk Cousins, Jordan Addison, some cold-blooded plays. K.J. Osborne, as the game kind of wore on, continued to get better and better and better, making some huge plays. And then and now, now you have this rain cloud. Kaboom. Now you have the rain cloud. You're like, okay, enough of the sound bites. But, uh, well, I, I don't know. That's kind of what it feels like. Uh, and boy, we know something about rain here lately the past few weeks. Um, I don't know what to say, man. It's just... Uh, it's sad. It's it's a huge bummer. Um, let, let's see what happens with Jaron Hall. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> Brock Purdy was a seventh-round pick last year for a Super Bowl contending team. Seventh-round, Mr. Irrelevant. He was the last guy taken in the entire draft in 2022, and he ended up being way beyond what anybody could have expected. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Is he, you know, Brady? Is he, uh, you know, <clears throat> Joe Montana or this guy or that guy? Is it anything, anything super special? No, uh, maybe not, but he's pretty good. He's pretty good, though. He's certainly above average, and he's got the poise needed to uh, guide a very, very, very talented football team to possibly to glory. Uh, if not for the Tommy John injury last year, maybe, just maybe, the 49ers could have gone to the Super Bowl and won, but uh, unfortunately, it just didn't happen. Uh, would have been a lot better to see them win than, than that stupid other team with that stupid guy uh, and all them running his big mouth every 10 minutes and on every commercial. But we'll get off that. We'll, we'll get off that as quick as possible. Okay, let's uh, turn the clock back a little bit to the third quarter. And before that, the first three quarters. Okay, Kirk Cousins, starting quarterback of the Vikings. Yeah, Kirk Cousins, the starting quarterback of the Vikings. Yeah, 23 of 31, 274 yards. A couple of touchdowns, quarterback rating 122. Had a lot of poise. Real early, a bit shaky, but then just kind of, you know... Looked the part, as, again, looked similar to last week, making some big plays, uh, some risky plays and such. Luckily, they weren't picked off or anything crazy, obviously, but making some big plays down the stretch in the, uh, through the first three quarters. Uh, the Vikings defense, obviously, some huge plays by guys like um, Josh Metellus, 
You know, Jordan Hicks, obviously, always hanging around one of the leading tacklers on the team. Harrison Phillips had a huge, 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 huge game today. Huge game. Eight tackles for a defensive tackle. That's pretty good. You don't get that very much. And Harrison Phillips had been kind of disappointing the last year and a half. So let's be honest about that. Cam Bynum was all over the place. He did get beat. But everybody gets beat out there, unfortunately. And sometimes it's not necessarily your fault, especially when you're a safety, because safeties are kind of, you know, help. You know what I mean? More often than they're, you know, one-on-one with somebody. But sometimes they are one-on-one with people, and they have to be. Harrison Smith, the other Harrison, had some good plays in the game. Caleb Evans, also a huge pass deflection. Uh, and the rookie, of course, uh, Blackman, wrapped it up with his third pass deflection of the day. Makai Blackman, now see, this is a stat that means something in the NFL. It means something. Makai Blackman just might be Fran Tarkington territory today because, and yeah, Nick Vigil also had a sack. Cool. So nice to have Nick Vigil on the Vikings again. He was good a couple of years ago, wasn't he? Andrew Booth Jr.'s uh, been improving. That's a good sign. Ivan Pace Jr. has been around, of course. Obviously, didn't have as many tackles, but uh, okay, I'm bouncing everywhere. But Makai Blackman, Makai Blackman. This isn't an urban legend, by the way. Three pass deflections. Three pass defections by Makai Blackman. Are you ready for the other amazing statistic? No tackles. Now, you might think, okay, no tackles, but to the educated football fan and this and that, at least I like to think I'm an educated football fan by now. It's my 31st season, so to speak, in my how how many years have I done Pro Mafia since 2008? So that's, you know, a long time. (laughs) 15 years? So, no, can't be. It is 15 years, isn't it? Get my cane. Somebody, please get my cane. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's a lot. Jeez. Um, Makai Blackman, though, no tackles. So, you know, what does that tell you? No balls were caught. No balls were caught. And Makai Blackman also denied the ball getting to the player in general, denied the quarterback throwing the ball in his direction as well. Great game by Makai Blackman, honestly. Really great game by Makai Blackman. I, he wasn't out there on every single snap and everything, but still. To get three pass deflections and no tackles, that, that's just, that's a... That's an amazing stat. So let's be honest about that. Josh Mattel is a huge INT along the way as well. 43-yard return on that one. No pick six. Uh, but the other great thing is the Vikings, well, until the guy, I almost cursed my head off, strip sack on Jaron Hall very early on. When Jaron Hall was strip sacked, that's the Vikings had no turnover. So pretty cool there. Vikings were winning the turnover battle again. So that's nice. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then you get the rain cloud again. Let's uh, yeah, let's keep that away from us for for a couple of minutes here. The running game had a couple of moments, but it didn't wasn't it wasn't all that efficient in the game to say the least. Um, Madison had a couple of seven yard gains in a row, and he did have a ten yard one. He had some moments. Uh, a lot of people were frustrated. He got sixteen carries in the game, which is kind of crazy. Of course, some of them were down the stretch trying to run the clock out and all that. So understand that's why the carries went up. Uh, and Cam Akers had his first up. Uh, touchdown with the Vikings, and the first Vikings rushing touchdown in almost 500 minutes of play. That's your urban legend. How does it take almost 500 minutes going into last season to score a rushing touchdown? I don't know. I'm not going to add another soundbite because you're probably getting tired of it already, plus I don't want to edit too much. Damn it. I don't want to edit every 10 seconds on the show. Okay, now I'm going to put in this soundbite, and I'm going to add that one. (laughs) But that's an urban legend. Holy crap. That is the urban legend of this week's show. It took that long to finally finally have a rushing touchdown. So Cam Akers, good job. Put the Vikings up seven, zilchy dilchy. Okay, whatever that means. But got the Vikings in the end zone and we started uh, finally being a threat against the Green Bay Slackers, which is exactly what they are now. Uh, the Packers enter the 
well, it's kind of like back to the 70s and 80s, whatever. Um, hopefully the 70s in terms of the Vikings crush them every time we play them or beat them most of the time. Whereas in the 80s, the Packers beat us all the time, as I talked about last week. That's an urban legend in itself. They, they beat the Vikings, and the Vikings were still pretty good in the 80s, weren't they? First half, not really. Second half, the Vikings were pretty tough. Even up into 89, the Vikings were tough. It was 90 when the Vikings had a had that big down year, a pretty down year. 91, we were just back to, you know, it would be like Zimmer's last year, basically, just, you know, slightly below 500 and all that. Cincinnati scoring the opening touchdown in the game. Interesting. Tyler Boyd. Okay, Cincinnati. All right. Huh. In San Francisco, impressive. Well, the 49ers lose three games in a row. They actually could because Cincinnati's just 500 right now. Um, but no, the Vikings did struggle against Green Bay all the time in the 1980s, um, despite how better they got. 91, they were mediocre. 92, you know, Packers were 9-7 and seven but missed the playoffs. Detroit, Chicago, and Tampa all tanked, or, well, just didn't play well anyway, despite Detroit being great the year before, which is the darndest thing ever. Okay, well, Jordan Love had a couple of moments, but he missed a lot of golden opportunities. I mean, Green Bay could have won the game. <laughs> Green Bay could have won this game. Yeah, um, but he missed. He missed a few times, obviously. Jordan Love is not that good. Um, maybe he will be someday, but he ain't there yet. He missed on a lot of plays, let me tell you. I mean, things could have happened. Ugly things could have happened in that fourth quarter, especially as the momentum changed so dramatically. But thankfully, Jaron Hall was decent enough to complete that big third down play. He's going to have to do a hell of a lot more to, uh, to lead the Vikings to a win here in one of these games coming up. But um, now what happens to the Vikings? I don't know. This could be really devastating if it truly is an Achilles tear, which a lot of people are fearing. So, um, yeah. Um, but we'll we'll let it go for now. Obviously, we'll talk about it as we continue. It'll certainly be an update, but Kirk Cousins, 90, probably a 99% chance he's not going to play next week regardless. If it's some kind of like a, uh, by some miracle from God, it's like a, maybe a calf injury raise out two to four weeks versus, you know, rest of the year and we'll see uh, with the uh, Jets or something next year maybe not the Jets but somebody like that <laughs> I'm sure the Giants wouldn't mind having him or maybe the 49ers but um, or he resigns with us for 5 years and you know 100 and, uh, 200 million or something crazy which sounds like uh, another possibility with the Vikings but no I don't think they're going to commit long term to him I'm just teasing but it's just crazy to think we could go to ain't no stopping us now to, to possibly back to the tank conversation within, you know, about a, about a five-second uh, change of events. It's just pretty amazing how things happen so quickly. Like, people's lives change in seconds sometimes. You're out driving to a grocery store or whatever, and boom, like, you get killed, your car's totaled, whatever, or you, know, you survive, but your car's totaled. Maybe something, I, I don't know. It, Maybe your life doesn't change completely if it's just a regular accident when you come out unscathed, but still it screws up your life for a while, that kind of thing. Um, it's just unbelievable how things can change so quick and so suddenly in this world. And sports is definitely no exception. That's for doggone sure. You can be the best player on the planet, kicking some major butt, pop! You know, like a, a hyperextended knee, and it ends up being a hell of a lot more than that, and... Same with, of course, the Achilles tendon, which are just, they're unbelievably sudden. It's just literally just a second, just dun, pop, and then that's it. You know, ACLs can be that way too, but usually they're a little more dramatic. Not that I want to think about stupid crap like that happening to anybody on this planet. 
but um, Achilles are just so random and uh, and I, I'm thanking God in heaven, literally, like because uh, I I literally felt the thing move more than once at times when back in the summer when my ankle was hurting like hell already. I, I kind of fell in a hole, basically running into the running to the the water because it was a, the sand was so hot, you know, from the beach, and I went in a hole. And this was my super super sore right ankle. I felt the tendon vibrate and move back and forth. The pain was off the charts already on my ankle, anyway, to go along with it. So just little things like that, just split second. I just thank God nothing happened. You know, multiple times mowing, I felt a a sharp shooting sting going up my Achilles going down a hill mowing. So it's like, just things like that. I mean, but nothing, but it, it just didn't happen. It was like, thank you, thank you, Lord. You know, things like that. So uh, hopefully maybe, maybe Kirk is okay. But I don't know. Um, he, he has been so durable. And all the respect in the world goes to Kirk Cousins because of that. He has been so, so, so durable. And I apologize for taking him for granted. I do. Um, is he a playoff hero? No. Is he Tom Brady? Of course not. Joe Montana? Nope. This and that. But is he a valuable piece? Obviously, yes. Um, and he, whether we liked it or not, he was our guy, at least for the rest of this season, um, with no guaranteed solution coming out for that just yet. So, I mean, and, and now, I, I don't know. Um, we'll get back to the actual positive <laughs> sides of the game. TJ Hawkinson is absolutely... Back to being the TJ Hawkinson we came to know and love last season after the trade. Made the Vikings, you know, he he added another tentacle to a very good Vikings offense last year. Um, he made us better, absolutely, and I think he's doing it again. He looks exactly like the TJ Hawkinson we had last year. So whatever the heck was going on the first few games, thank God, has, has appeared to be moved on, thankfully. So that's a good thing. 88 yards and six catches. He did score a touchdown. And again, that huge cold-blooded third down reception from Jaron Hall. That was awesome. It was a game changer. Uh, Jordan Addison early, absolutely great. Uh, big, big touchdown, big play, you know, able to get loose and make the catch. Uh, and did a Lambo leap in Lambo Field successfully without getting pushed out of the stands. So that was incredible. That was awesome. Absolutely awesome uh, because he was able to find a, a group of Viking fans. So that worked out. So you, you can't do a Lambo leap there without having Viking fans, like a cluster of Viking fans ready to go. So that was funny and interesting. Um, Jordan Addison looks like a number one receiver in this league. But what a weird season. You lose Jefferson for an extended time uh, for the first time ever. And now Cousins possibly. So at, at least a game. I mean, I, there's, even if I, you know, by God's grace, it's it's like there's, there's nothing wrong at all. Um basically, there's barely anything wrong at all. You think he's going to at least sit out one game against Atlanta. Uh, K.J. Osborne, though, back to him. Cold-blooded 32-yard catch along the way. <coughs> Pardon me, I should have paused that. But also, <laughs> but 99 total yards on eight catches. Osborne, absolutely great game today. Uh, very clutch. K.J. clutch, making those big catches that helped kind of keep the Vikings going in the right direction and keep the chains moving and all of that. Huge game uh, by... J.J. Osborne, and really appreciate what he was able to accomplish in the game. Um, looked a lot better. Looked like the K.J. Osborne I've fallen in love with over the last few years. So whether uh, Justin Jefferson plays again this year, God only knows what our plan is, especially now. Um, I'm sure Jefferson will play again this year, but just saying. I'm just throwing that out there because you, you never know what the whole precautionary of this and that. 
Um, heck, Jared Spurgeon might be out longer with the Wild. So just when he thought he was about to come back, just they're just being careful. Um, but KJ, yeah, I mean, it could be the, I mean, Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne show. Um, all respect in the world to those two guys, what they've been able to do. Uh, KJ Osborne did struggle for a while. I think it was last week he started to look significantly better. TJ Hawkinson, same thing the last few weeks now. <clears throat> and then both of those two guys definitely uh, getting back to being players that we absolutely believe in. And Jordan Addison with seven touchdowns as a rookie, insanely impressive. So that's awesome. Absolutely awesome. We love what Jordan Addison has been able to accomplish in the first few games of his career. It is a remarkable run. He's going to be a hell of a player. Um, and guess guess who gets bragging rights for uh, mentioning him as the guy I wanted in the draft. And uh, and in uh, 2020. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I've been wrong every other year. So I was right about those two, which is an amazing feeling. I mean... <laughs> Sometimes a blind squirrel finds a nut, and I guess I, guess I did a couple, couple uh, two out of how, how many years was it, 2020 and then 23? So this blind squirrel found two great receivers in four years, when it's like, that's the guy I want, that's the guy I would target, blah, 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 I'm endorsing him as the pick at this spot, and the Vikings ended up taking the, that player in both cases, and it's like, and then they end up being well beyond what we may have expected. Addison, it took a minute, and of course there was the dramatic start. What, what was that, back in July? Yeah, Addison was caught with, uh, you know, going like, like what was he going, like 200 miles an hour or something? Like, what are you doing? That's insane. But, yeah, just go 200 miles an hour on the field. Obviously, he's got incredible blazing speed, uh, this and that. And it looks like he's going to be a wonderful player for this Vikings franchise for many years to come. Um, you have a quadruple threat. In, in so many ways, and even even uh, Brennan Powell has been good, but he went to the tent, unfortunately, after his 10-yard catch, which was huge. That was a bummer. Um, you have a quadruple threat. It could be a quintuple threat. <laughs> KJ. KJ, TJ, JJ. Okay, what's up with all these J's? CJ. Okay, enough. Enough, right? <laughs> KJ, TJ, JJ, uh, JA, right? Jordan Addison. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, but then you have JH as your quarterback instead of KC. Um, yeah, we'll see. But uh, we'll see how J.H. Jaron Hall does if he truly is going to be the starting quarterback next week, because that might not happen. San Francisco has tied it up. Brock Purdy had a scamper along the way and ultimately hits uh, did he hit him or was that a handoff? I wasn't I was blanking out. Handoff. Yep. That was easy. Okay. Tie game. Tie game in the, in the Super Bowl coming up this year, which would be I think it'd be a great game, actually, so we'll see. Looks like this one's going to be a great game, too. But, I mean, I mean, this offense has so much talent in it. That's why some of us were so bleeping, most of us were so bleeping frustrated when this offense sputtered as poorly as it did, as much as it did the first X amount of games, especially leading into just, just into last week. It's like, what the hell's going on? Come on, guys. Are we not better than this? And then you have the Monday night breakout game. Not that Edison didn't show extremely positive signs before that, but that was the big one. That was Moss in, in Green Bay-like, against arguably the best team in football at the time in uh, 98. October 98, early October at the time, because it was only the fourth game of the season. This year, of course, you know, like mid-October, mid to late October in uh, U.S. Bank Stadium, Jordan Edison against arguably the best team in the league. Um 
coming out on Monday night of all things and, and dazzling as much as he did. But that was for last week's show. Obviously, again, this week, though, he did pick up pretty much where he left off and looked really good. Um, wasn't targeted as much later in the game. He, most of his numbers were in the first half. But TJ and, and, uh, TJ and KJ certainly stepped up in JJ's stead, just like uh, J.A. has been doing uh, ever since. J.A. Jordan Addison has been the number one receiver, generally speaking, and T.J. has been a significantly better player. Okay, enough about all these abbreviations. I'm certainly not going to say the coaches' abbreviations for my own personal reasons. Just call him Kevin O'Connell, dang it. <laughs> With that said, um, it's a nice win. You feel good, but now what happens? What's next? Is Kirk going to ever play for the Vikings again? Um, he will play in the NFL again. That's, that's a guarantee. Guarantee it. But, um, yeah, will he ever play for the Vikings again? Regardless if he signs a contract or not, will he ever play for the Vikings again? So, I don't know. Um, you know, even if he, yeah, like, could he possibly come back and play this year? Is it not a, is it not an Achilles? So, we got to sit and wait and uh, hope for the best here by uh, literally like a miracle at this point. Otherwise, it's going to be uh, uh, Jaron Hall, I guess, uh, and hope for a Brock Purdy miracle. Because uh, San Francisco with another broken foot injury last year with uh, another injury to, you know, the same guy, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo, Mr. Injury himself, unfortunately. Too soon? Um, <laughs> he got hurt again, didn't he, with the Raiders? God. Anyhow, um, yeah, I mean, Brock Purdy emerges, and then it's like, oh, wow, look at this guy, <laughs> you know. And then San Francisco did their run. So maybe, hopefully, Jaron Hall could be something of a miracle for the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not holding my breath, but at least he looked poised. His body language was good. His body language was good. So that is a wonderful sign. Uh, absolutely great, because Green Bay might have beaten us. You never know. So just certain plays that, uh, obviously, the clutch third down play, but it's just one play, so we got to keep going from there. Long career ahead of you, potentially, for Jaron Hall. We'll see if he ends up being something. With that said, the... Um, <laughs> Uh, God, it's hard to do with all this. Um, the Fran Tarkington Award for this episode, it should, it should probably go defensively, even though there's so many ta so much talent, so many good players on the offense. It was spread around so nicely. I could have easily given it to uh, K.J. Osborne. Obviously, some great plays, some huge plays. D.J. Hawkinson is a candidate. Jordan, I Jordan Addison had it, basically, in the first half. But then it's like, I don't know, and it could be Kirk Cousins. And he's going to at least get an honorary one right now. Like, thank you, Kirk, for everything you've done. You know, I, you have not brought us a Super Bowl, but obviously great game last week, and you have you have given us some pretty positive memories. Uh, the, the New Orleans Saints game is the takes the cake of all of them. Obviously, beating the Saints in 2019 in the playoffs was a big one. Uh, and, of course, um, last week, San Francisco, I just said that. Uh, what's some other, obviously a great game against Philadelphia in 2018, blah, blah, blah. So things like that. It ain't over yet. He just might end up being a, a special player for us in the future, but, uh, I'd love to see him holding the Vince Lombardi saying, you like that. It'd be wonderful, but I don't know if that day will ever come. Oh man. Uh, I tend to, I, I, I tend to have guys share it a lot. I'm going to have a surprise pick. This might be a bad one. Well, it shouldn't be a bad one because I think he was really good and he well he ended the game. And a lot of guys on defense played so good. You know, DJ wanted him with two sacks, you know. Um 
Daniil Hunter on his 29th birthday gets another sack. He has just been awesome. He might be the MVP of the Vikings this year. Greg, yeah, we'll get to him in a minute. What the? Come on, man. Um, Caleb Evans, a big play. I want to go with... It seems, this might be kind of a random pick. That's why I might have a second person with him. Makai Blackman. I I have to go with Makai Blackman. I mean, dude, he was insanely... He was a shutdown corner in the game. He was absolutely great. And three pass deflections? I mean, you can't really beat that. You don't see three pass deflections very often. I will go. I will give it to Makai Blackman. He is going to get it. Makai Blackman, a surprise pick for the... Uh, a semi-surprise pick, anyway, to some of us. Um, he is going to get it. Makai Blackman's going to get it. Well, you might be kicking me and yelling at me, but I'm sure some people agree. The uh, Christian Ponder Memorial, I mean, I hope Greg Joseph can get his head out of somewhere because he's been frustrating of late. Uh, the block kick wasn't his fault. That probably should have been a penalty on Green Bay, like their 19th penalty in the game. I'm slightly exaggerating. But the other miss was extremely frustrating. At least he made his extra points, but I don't know. He's scaring some people a little bit. Uh, Ryan Wright righted his ship a little bit, got an in-20, and did not have a touchback. So great there, Ryan. Thank you. And he wasn't used all that much. Uh, Ty Chandler should have had a massive return. Ended up, but the penalty ended up screwing that up. That's too bad. He actually had a touchdown, if I remember correctly. And then he had stepped out of bounds at the 16. And then, nope, nope, it wasn't even that. It, it was, there was a holding, and it was a bullcrap holding because there was nobody, you know, the ball was nowhere near the play. So... It's like, come on, man. But, um, so that's where we're going to leave things for the time being. We're going to have to wait and see. Maybe some news will break over the, uh, from this segment into next. So we'll have to wait and see. Kind of a long first segment, but there's, I mean, could be Vikings history happening here. You know, um, uh, it could be a literal force changing of the guard here at the quarterback position for the Minnesota Vikings long term. We are back here on Purple Mafia, segment number two. Time to look around the league a bit. Of course, the division NFC North roundup is pretty much, well, I guess it's kind of over. It's the Vikings and Packers. We beat the Packers, but Kirk Cousins tore his uh, Achilles tendon. Pretty much was confirmed right as I was doing that first segment. I just didn't I just didn't look on Twitter, so I apologize. And I mean, we kind of basically were already talking like you had because it was, well, Obviously, like I talked about, the uh, the old curtain deal. You pull the curtain and it, you know, goes... It just flies up and, you know, twirls together into a ball or whatever the heck. And, yeah, you know, the old curtain effect. And that's a telltale sign of an Achilles tear because there's nothing holding the calf uh, onto your ankle. It's just absolutely a wonderful image, isn't it? It's just wonderful. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Um, and then, of course, Detroit plays tomorrow night against the Raiders. The Raiders. And Chicago right now is live against the Chargers. Am I correct? That's At least that's what I'm looking at. <laughs> I hope I'm right. Yeah, it's the Chargers and the Bits. Justin Herbert has is having a perfect game right now so far. Perfect. 11 of 11, 120 yards, two touchdowns. So I'm starting a little late because I was out with my, my wife and... Uh, 
restaurant in Plymouth, and you know, it kind of took forever. But oh well, it was okay. <laughs> it was, it was okay. It wasn't anything spectacular, but uh, whatever. It's better than definitely more, definitely a lot better than nothing. Now I'm babbling too much about stuff you don't want to know about necessarily. The New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. It's kind of like the old days, as good as the Dolphins were in the past, or as good as the uh, Patriots were in the past, you son of a biscuit. Shut up. Sorry. Uh, as good as the Patriots were in the past, the Dolphins would always find a way to beat them. But now it's the Dolphins that are good, and the Patriots are, well, not that good. Uh, <clears throat> Patriots 1-3 and three on the road, 2-6 and six record now after today. Dolphins 4-0 and at home, 6-2 and two record, and we'll see if they can get some kind of first-round buy, and they might have an actual shot at that first-round buy. Yes, we will continue on to that very shortly. Max Jones was okay. Yeah, yeah, he was okay. He had the little, you know, both guys had the grape jelly effect with one interception. Two touchdowns for Mack and three for Tua, double T Tua. Raheem Mustard also got in the end zone. Well, he got in the end zone after three touchdowns from Tua. And Mustard had a rushing touchdown on just 13 carries. Jalen Waddell, 121 yards on a touchdown. An old peace sign, Tyreek Hill. 42 yards and a TD along the way. Good play at the end of the day. Cedric Wilson Jr. with a short little touchdown, one yard, one target, cute play, and blah blah blah. Tua also lost a fumble. That sucks. And, uh, yeah, Anthony Jennings recovered that fumble. Anthony, like Anthony Hardaway? Yeah, Anthony Hardaway. Overrated. Yeah, overrated. Sorry, I, I had to say it. He was good, like, his first couple of years, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Eh, let's just move on. But the Miami Dolphins continue to play very, very, very good football, and I'm very happy to see them play very, very good football. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's as simple as that. Miami Dolphins looking like a very solid team that just might win the AFC this year, and I hope they do. Uh, well, as long, it, I would be thrilled if I saw a Cincinnati and Miami AFC championship game instead of anything involving that team, that team that I just love so much. I love him so much, I never want to see him play again. New York Jets beat the Giants in the Battle of the Giants. It was the Battle of the Titans, and it wasn't the Tennessee Titans because the Oilers played today. Not the Titans. See, this is going to drive me nuts. Like, seriously, I'm done. I'm done. You're you're finished. You are out. F you. Okay. <sighs> what a freaking... What a nuisance. Okay. New York Jets win 13-10 to over the New York Giants. I'm not too surprised. And the New York Jets have a 4-3 and record. Impressive. Um, I feel bad for the Giants. I mean, they played some insanely good football the past few weeks. Pretty much snake bit. They had Buffalo beat, and they just couldn't finish the job. Saquon Barkley, bell cow of a day. 36 carries. 36 carries. 3.6 a carry. 128 yards. No touchdowns. He did have a 34 long. Tyrod Taylor with uh, very... Uh, I don't know what to think of this. What am I looking at? This, this this isn't right, is it? It's impossible. What, did the guy's arm fall off? I, I, I don't get it. Tommy DeVito. Not Danny, but Tommy DeVito. Not sure if there's any relation. Two of seven. Negative one yards. Th this doesn't make any sense. Is this po This can't be possible. I don't understand. Maybe I'm just a complete idiot. Tyrod Taylor, four of seven. Eight yards passing. That is, I, I'm not, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. I mean, I might be able to get 10 yards passing. Maybe. Well, maybe not. 
Um, maybe not. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm looking at here. What the hell is this? I, I'm sorry. I eight yards passing in a game in an NFL game? No, excuse me. Minus nine. Minus nine yards passing. They didn't throw for eight yards. It was minus nine. How? How? Why? Uh, the Jets' defense is pretty good. I know that much. And Zach Wilson threw, threw, threw for 240 yards, and he did not uh, throw an interception. So congratulations uh, on that. Congratulations. He did not throw an interception. So that's good. That's an accomplishment. It is. Um, and he even threw a touchdown pass, did uh, Zach Wilson, to Breeze Hill. Breeze Hill. Garrett Wilson with 100 yards receiving. Well, golden opportunity this year for Zach Wilson to kind of stay in the NFL, you know, and either be a very good backup for a while or be a really, you know, or end up being a mediocre starter. But I don't know, maybe someday become something. I don't know. He did lose two fumbles in the game. So he didn't intercept. He didn't throw an interception, but he lost two fumbles. That's cute. That's pathetic. Um, yeah, but the New York Jets defense... Obviously, their secondary is, like, ridiculous. Like, absolutely, utterly ridiculously good. And, you know, obviously, great coaching on that side of the ball. Obviously, their head coach, we talked about him many times. San Francisco 49ers, great uh, defensive coordinator. that got things going in the right direction there. And he's now the head coach of the Jets and the only Lebanese coach in NFL history. That's right, head coach anyway. Um, unfortunately, Mr. <laughs> Malouf was also Lebanese, but yeah, Malouf, you know, unfortunately things didn't work out here. Special teams coach a few years back, special teams coordinator, massive disappointment. So it kind of sucks to hear a Lebanese guy fall off the face of the earth the way he did. Um, but I like, uh, I like Salah. He's very good. So yes, um, <laughs> he's very good. Four and three record too. They're, they're surviving. They're hanging in there. Uh, the other, the other. NFC North starting quarterback that tore his Achilles tendon this year. Now that there's two of them, yeah, now that there's two of them, I mean, who would have thunk it would be Kirk Cousins? I can't even believe that. <clears throat> but he was uh, throwing the ball on the sideline, so who knows? Maybe we'll see two miracles this year. Both of them end up playing again this season. Wouldn't that be a story? That would be quite a story. So we'll keep moving. Sorry, I'm dragging this out a little bit long. Jacksonville and Pittsburgh. Jacksonville and Pittsburgh. This looks like an AFC Championship game to me back in the day. <clears throat> Jacksonville is now 6-2, and two and they're perfect at home. 4-0 record. Pittsburgh drops to 4-3 and three and 500 at home. Okay. 4-0 uh, away for Jacksonville. They're a perfect road team. Impressive. Impressive, anyway. Very efficient game by Trevor Lawrence, but he did get an INT. Mitch Trubisky took over for Kenny Pickett, who also had an injury today. As uh, the talk was, obviously, quarterbacks really running into the injury bug today. And, yeah, I know. I I don't want to hamper on it. I don't want to get on it too much. I mean, you, I think we've all made our point, and we're all sad, and we're just, you know, we're just sad right now. <clears throat> Mitch Trubisky, the former Bears, disappointing quarterback at the uh, 49ers, tricked the uh, Bears to trade up to get and all that stuff. Um, yeah, two interceptions in the game. And all that. Two interceptions, a touchdown pass. Kenny Pickett, we'll see what happens. Travis Etienne Jr., my guy. 24 carries, 79 yards on the ground, but kind of mediocre. Only three and a half a carry, or not even that much. And Pittsburgh, just not a whole lot to say uh, with running the ball. Multiple turnovers in the game as well. A couple of fumbles. 
Luckily, they were not lost, so that's very fortunate. Trubisky recovered his fumble, recovered a fumble, and all that. But um, no, none of the fumbles were lost. That's ironic. Wow. At least on the Pittsburgh side, they're fumbled but recovered on their own. Mason Cole fumbled. Mason Cole, former Minnesota Vikings uh, guard slash center, wound up with Pittsburgh. Yep, I remember. Pretty good player. You know, he really uh, made a name for himself in this league. A couple sacks for Josh Allen. Different Josh Allen, but Josh Allen of the uh, <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars. That's kind of funny. Uh, Pittsburgh with uh, three sacks in the game as well. We'll just keep rowing here for the sake of time. Um, but Jacksonville's really kicking some butt, and that's kind of really the highlight of this uh, this this game, is that Jacksonville's really moving in the right direction. Atlanta versus the Houston Oilers, and I love that Houston Oilers vibe today. That'll be the last game we talk about. So we're coming back. Carolina with a walk-off victory over the Houston Texans in Carolina. They finally win their first game of the year. Congratulations to the Carolina Panthers. Again, a walk-off victory. Bryce Young, pretty good. Didn't turn the ball over. He was sacked six times in the game, but kept his quarterback rating. So these are the two top quarterbacks in the draft. Yeah, duh. So people are very excited about this. C.J. Stroud did not throw a touchdown, and he just didn't have as good a day as Bryce Young. So Bryce Young stepping up against a future rival, you can say. Kind of like a, you know, like, what would you call it? Like a, well, a, a peer. A major peer in the draft and somebody you're going to be compared to probably the rest of your career. Um, probably, at least one way or another. Positive, negative, this or that. Uh, they're, they're, man, they're both great. They're both, they both suck. Uh, one of them is a stud and the other is nothing, you know. How that kind of, you know, like Peyton Manning versus Ryan Leaf. But I don't think that's going to happen with these guys. I think they're both going to be pretty good, like a McNabb, Culpepper, like uh, whoever, you know, I'm just saying the name, like McNabb, Culpepper, um, Eli Manning and Peyton Manning, I don't know, they're brothers, but they they weren't in the same draft. Who were the two top quarterbacks taken that year? Michael Vick and Eli Manning, they were supposed to go like 1-2 and all that, if I remember correctly. I think that was the Michael Vick draft. Was that a different one? I don't know. I'm bragging this out too long and I apologize. Um, they were all around that similar uh, time in the early 2000s. Long ago now. Carolina with the walk-off victory. And Bryce Young. It's Bryce Young one. CJ Stroud at nothing so far in <clears throat> the, the battle between those two. The two top picks. Adam Thielen with 72 yards and eight catches. Eight catches for Adam Thielen. Nice job. Nice job indeed there. Xavier Woods, the former Viking safety, with eight total tackles, six tolo, tolo, solo, tolo solo. Uh, one sack for Frankie Lavu. That's a nice name, if I'm saying it correctly. Uh, and Brian Burns, double B for the Carolina Panthers. Six sacks, though, for the um, Houston Texans. Jonathan Green Greenard with two and a half sacks. Malik Collins with two also. Blake Cashman was cashing in, pardon me, um, <laughs> with a sack. And uh, Jonathan Greenard did share one of his three, you could say three, because there's two and a half sacks with uh, Denzel Perryman. But the Carolina Panthers finally win a game. Congratulations, Carolina, and welcome to the uh, winner's circle for the first time this season. Dallas versus the Rams. Who do you think won that one? Yeah, of course. Frickin' Cowboys. 43-20. to 20, Pretty pretty decisive victory. 3-0 and at home are the Dallas Cowboys. And the Rams dropped to 3-5. and five. Matthew Stafford, old peanut butter jelly himself, with another interception. And Brett Ripien's father... Uh, Mark Ripien also played for the uh, Los Angeles Rams many years ago. Many years ago as a backup. Brett Ripien, yep. Yeah, like, remember Mark Ripien, the quarterback of the uh, 
Washington Redskins uh, in the Metrodome, folks. In the Metrodome, because uh, who was the main guy? Was it Doug Williams or Jeff Hosteller? Couldn't have been Hosteller. Hosteller was the Giants at the time. So Doug Williams, I believe, was not available. Yep, and then uh, Ripian ended up quarterbacking those Redskins to a very uh, convincing win over the Buffalo Bills in that game. Cooper Rush threw three passes in the game and uh, had one yard. No, three yards. Three passes, three yards. Impressive. Ah, that's great. Dak Prescott with four TDs with an interception as well. 304 yards, but a very efficient game despite the interception. 133.7. They just walloped the Rams, and that's kind of all you need to know, honestly. Tony Pollard with 43 yards on the ground. Good for him. 53 yards on the ground on 12 carries. Sorry. CeeDee Lamb, another one of Justin Jefferson's super receiver class mates in the draft anyway. 12 catches, 158 yards, and two touchdowns. Whoever you are, you won. Whatever fantasy team he was on, they probably won. Or if they didn't, man, then everyone else really let you down that day. No doubt about that. Aaron Donald with a couple of sacks to highlight the Rams day. He was Mr. Ram, I guess. Because it was not a good day for the Los Angeles Rams, who lost again. They're the lost L-O-S-S Angeles Rams. Just add an S. That's all you got to do. Because that's what they are right now. New Orleans, whatever they are. New Orleans Aints, New Orleans Saints. Well, they're 500. That sounds about right. That sounds about what the Saints are in this era. Derek Carr didn't throw an interception. Congratulations. And they won the game. Gardner Minshew was like, you know, he won games for Jacksonville. But his his luck in, uh, in, in Indianapolis, even with that lucky horseshoe, it ain't lucky for him. You know, like how they say the... the Rabbit's foot warns, uh, it ain't lucky for the rabbit. You know, that old saying. Well, that horseshoe ain't lucky for Gardner Minshew because he hasn't been good there. Did throw two interceptions, or two touchdowns, but he had that interception, and they played from behind forever. New Orleans was a pretty nice game. Gosh, this was the 2009 Super Bowl, wasn't it? Why did I even have to bring that up? Yuck. That's a terrible memory for us all. Uh, but seeing the Saints at 500 with Derek Carr, quarterback, and I don't know. And I, I like their coach, but, you know, so far, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It's not really on him. It's just the, it's kind of where they're at. 500 sounds perfect for this Saints team, even though you can't even be 500 with a 17-game schedule now, which is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Why bother? What's the point? Oh, it's so exciting to have 17 instead of 16 games. Sure it is. It's real exciting. Very exciting. And then the guy's name that rolls right off your tongue like nobody else is Rashid Shashid. Shashided with three catches on only three targets. 153 yards. Pretty impressive. Only one touchdown despite those crazy numbers. He averaged 51 yards a catch. <laughs> 51 yards a catch. Oh, Derek Carr. Derek Derek, I got, I got to talk with you about something. Derek, I'm disappointed. You know why? Because I thought you were protecting that nice, nice new shirt you're wearing, but you still dropped the grape jelly because you lost a fumble, you son of a gun. What's wrong with you, Derek? You always find a way, don't you? You always do. Even in a game when you guys were blowing out the Colts, just like you kind of sort of did in the Super Bowl years ago. But, of course, you weren't part of that team, and nobody else was either. They're all gone. Um, except for the Maybe the defensive coordinator who's now the head coach. Ah, whatever. The Saints beat the Colts, and we're happy for them. 3-5 record. Gardner Minshew, good luck. Enjoy the season, because it looks like you're the starter in that club for now. 
as, uh, yeah, they're moving in that direction for the time being. Philadelphia and Washington, not too surprising. Philadelphia won, but a pretty good game. Washington has kind of been snake bit in these close game losses. They're only 1-3 and three at home. I think Rivera is a pretty good coach, but other people, some people like him, some people don't. I, I, I'd take him as a head coach. Sam Howell and Jalen Hurts actually both played freaking awesome. Jalen Hurts is a little better, of course. Did not have the interception. Quarterback rating, 135.7. Eagles not messing around at all. So much for, uh, so much for San Francisco getting uh, home field advantage over Philadelphia because they lost again. They lost again. San Francisco has now lost three in a row. So I guess my whole thoughts of seeing San Francisco back in the Super Bowl, very slim. Philadelphia Eagles, maybe they'll be able to do what Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Phillies were unable to do this year as it looked like they were going to go back to the World Series and win it this year. But instead, it's the Arizona Diamondbacks who uh, lost on a walk-off home run against, what's his name, Garcia, who's been kicking major butt for the Texas Rangers. But then, yeah, what is that, a 6-5 loss in Game 1. Game 2, 9-1, Arizona. Yep. So... It's like, yeah, yeah, you beat us by the skin of your teeth the first game, but yeah, yeah, get the hell out of here, Texas. So five-game series now between Texas and Arizona. I I, I think Arizona wins the World Series, but we'll see. Uh, I wouldn't mind one bit if they did. Jalen Hurts, I wouldn't mind if, since it's probably not going to be us, unless unless uh, unless Jer- Jaron Hall ends up being an unbelievable draft pick and ends up doing what Brock Purdy, Purdy was unable to do last year because of the the messed up elbow in that game versus Philly. So I'm assuming that's not going to be the case, that uh, Jalen Hurts is not, or Jalen Hurts, Jaron Hall is not going to be as good as uh, Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts, and uh, Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl. And if it's the frickin' Chiefs again, beat the schmuck out of those sons of biscuits, please. Fill in the blanks as to what I was really trying to say there, as you could probably guess. A.J. Brown with 130 yards. Two touchdowns on eight catches. Caught everything coming his way. Just like a lot of people did in this game when it came to the Philadelphia Eagles. It was a great, great, great played game by the Washington Commanders. But unfortunately, it just wasn't meant to be. They were playing from behind most of the way. But no, no, they weren't. First half, they were actually playing. They were actually ahead. And then Philadelphia with a 21-point first uh, fourth quarter and a 28-point second half. So, I mean, you know, it kind of is what it is. Um... It was like an NFC title game for these guys or a division championship game. But Philadelphia is 7-1 now, and they're 4-1 on the road. Insanely impressive. Um, they look great. Philadelphia looks great. Of course, it's uh, only eight games into the season, so you still got a long, long, long way to go. And now that, again, so it's like kind of like the mid-halfway point of the year-ish. It's kind of halfway, and it's kind of not because we have a weird schedule now. Why don't you want an even number of games? It's so weird. Should have just stayed with 16. I just, I don't know. It's cute and everything, but I don't know. But an epic game. But Philadelphia looks like the best team in the world right now. And they might be. We'll see. Um, Did I get everybody besides? Obviously got Atlanta and the Houston Oilers coming up. Uh, That's another game we're going to talk about. Because next week's opponent is Atlanta. Now I'm getting a dead screen here. That's always great. Just want to make sure I didn't miss something. Yep, Chargers are up 17-0 over the Bears right now. That's, well, I guess it's not overly surprising. Okay, Cleveland and Seattle, Broncos and Chiefs, of course. Oh, there's a ton of games here. Duh. Like, a ton of games. 
including Thursday Night Football, which I should have done first. Buffalo Bills win by six points over the Tampa Bay Bucks, who are suddenly back below 500, which a lot of us expected in the first place. Baker Mayfield did throw two touchdowns and did not have a turnover in the interception department, but did he fumble? Of course he did. But he didn't lose it, so he recovered his own fumble. Congratulations, Baker. You did not get a turnover in the game. Congratulations. Uh, that is awesome, actually. And Devin Tompkins recovered his fumble as well. So good for Tampa for not turning the ball over, but they still lost the game against a good Buffalo team with back-to-back close victories. Last week against the Giants, this week against the Bucks. Baker Mayfield had a reasonably good game, but it wasn't all that great. Josh Allen certainly better, but he did have the interception. Blah, 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 blah. Stephon Diggs with nine catches and 70 yards. Khalil Shakir, six catches, 92 yardages, yardages. So good for him. Buffalo, again, back at it. And uh, they're 5-3, and three, so we'll see. We'll see if Buffalo can finally get to the Super Bowl. Just somebody knock the Chiefs out, okay, please? Because um, Denver's not going to be able to do that in the playoffs. Thankfully, they did do it during the regular season, though, which feels good. Apparently, it's been 17 games in a row for the Chiefs. How does that even happen? I know it's a division thing, and you play each other more often, but that's a lot of games. That's a lot of games. That's too much. So three years is six games. Six years is 12 games. Jiminy Christmas, man. So, uh, yeah, it's almost nine years. Almost. Oh, Jiminy Christmas, man. That's a long time. It's pretty bad, actually. Freaking terrible. But, uh, yeah, we're going to get back to that one right about next. I don't know why this thing isn't letting me move. It's kind of stupid. Come on, man. <laughs> why can't this move? It's like playing, I don't know. It's like playing Nintendo on an, uh, on, on an Etch-A-Sketch. It's like it's not moving. Like, come on, man. Browns and Seahawks, how exciting. <laughs> I'm sure not a very exciting day for uh, Vince Germano. I'm sure it wasn't. No, not at all. They lost to the Cle- they lost to the Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith, a couple of interceptions. Did get a couple of touchdowns. And P.J. Walker, yeah, that's right. They don't have their main guy at quarterback. One touchdown, two interceptions for P.J. Walker. Walker. It's actually impressive that Cleveland stayed in the game as well as they did. It was a road game and quarterback I've never heard of. And Kareem Hunt is, I don't know, he was last fresh when uh, Thomas Jefferson was president. I don't know. No, he's, he's, he's a name, but that's about it. Uh, Amari Cooper, the former Dallas Cowboy, with 89 yards on six catches, but was targeted 11 times, which tells you something. That there was some, uh, you know, probably... I don't think I don't think Amari Cooper was just out there dropping the ball, if you know what I mean. I think there was some uh, wayward passes in that one. Tyler Lockett, 89 yards and eight catches, good for him. Um, yeah, I don't know. Poor Cleveland, it's too bad. It's a disappointing loss, but I don't know. I guess we're gonna get used to something like that around here, having quarterbacks that nobody's heard of playing or we've heard of them, but you know what I mean, that kind of thing. Uh, well, not many people have heard of Jaron Hall. I mean, we have because he was a draft pick last year. Other teams are going to be like, Jaron Hall? Where's that you like that guy? He's not playing? Yeah, then Mr. You like that's always healthy. And now he's not? I don't know. I just can't get over that one. It's a toughie. Uh, Ravens and Cardinals. Yeah, there's a bunch of games. I better move faster. Chiefs and Broncos. Yeah, the Chiefs got the butts handed, their butts handed to them from their division rival. This is a classic matchup over many, 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 many years. 24-9 to 9 
Broncos whoop up all over the Chiefs. I am very happy to see that. Patrick Mahomes got absolutely uh, put in his place. Okay. If there's such a thing as Patrick Mahomes being put in his place, he did. It did happen. Two interceptions, no touchdowns. Wow. Denver, nice. Very well done. Russell Wilson on only 19 attempts. Only 19 attempts, folks. Three touchdown passes. So Russell Wilson looking like Seattle Wilson, at least for one day. And you know what? Good for you. Uh, Chiefs lose their second game of the year, which puts the Eagles as the number one team in football right now. If you have your little rankings, Eagles have to be number one in the world now. And Miami is right up there with the KC Chiefs. But uh, I do believe that the, Miami, uh, the Chiefs have the tiebreaker. I do believe they played this year, didn't they? Unfortunately. And the freaking Chiefs won, right? So, at least I think they did. Who else did the Chiefs lose to this year? Might have to give that a quickie, checky, decky. I can't remember who the Chiefs lost to this year. Was it the Bears or something crazy? Or the... Ah, shoot. Oh, the, yeah. Very, at the beginning of the year, it was the Lions. Yeah, that was... Great, yep. So, yeah, the Bears got killed. That's right. And, oh, they have the Dolphins coming up. That's what I'm thinking about. The Dolphins are coming up next week. So, that one is in Germany. Yes. Well, Kansas City, hope you get another loss. Go Miami, go Miami, go Miami. Yes, please. Please, por favor, and all that good stuff. He who shall not be named with six uh, catches and 58 yards. Of course, no touchdown. So, nah, 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 boo-boo. The Chiefs got creamed by the Denver Broncos who have now won two in a row. Alright, so they're kind of like us in a way where we were pretty crappy and then all of a sudden we started winning games. So, we'll see if Russell Wilson survives next week. Uh, I know, it's too soon. Chicago is now on the scoreboard by the way, 7-17 through 17, trailing by 10 versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Did uh, Her Herbert even have an uh, incompletion yet? Because I've not been watching that closely. I'm trying to concentrate on this. Ravens and Cardinals. It was in Arizona. Arizona made a valiant comeback, but came up short because they like to do that. 17 points in the fourth quarter. They played well in the fourth quarter. Joshua Dobbs with two touchdowns and two INTs. Lamar Jackson with one touchdown and no INTs. Definitely a better week for Baltimore. If I remember... No, last week they whooped up on the Lions, where the week before they got whooped up on. And I can't remember who it was, because who cares? We'll move on. Um, yeah. Uh, Baltimore, though, a very impressive game at the end of the day. Well, not really, but impressive enough. Like, you win when you didn't play all that hot. They weren't terrible, but they weren't anything special either. But if you had Gus Edwards as your running back for Baltimore, you're dancing on the clouds. Yep, you were dancing on the clouds if you had him as like your third running back, second running back, because you got three TDs and 80 yards out of him. So that must be a lot of fun. Baltimore 6-2, and two, Arizona's 1-7. and seven. So competing with Carolina for the number one pick in the draft, and they probably should try to get the top quarterback. If Arizona is fortunate enough to be in the top two, uh, top one or two, because the other guy is a clown. So we'll move on from that very quickly. Possible Super Bowl matchup if in my dreams, though, and maybe exactly what could have happened. Bengals are now finally over 500. Congratulations, Cincinnati. They're finally over 500. Four and three overall. Two and two away. Joe Burrow, great. Much better than he'd been. 28 of 32. That is exquisite. 134.8 quarterback rating. Three touchdowns. Brock Purdy, multiple interceptions and a touchdown. Um... Apparently, I guess he's okay. I mean, he was in concussion protocol 
after the Minnesota Vikings game. He got hit a lot in that game. Joe Mixon, also a very good game. 16 carries, 87 yards, and a TD, so good for him. Jamar Chase with a nice 100-yard game as well. And the Bengals escape. San Francisco with a pretty good win. Yeah, I mean, that's very impressive. San Francisco's first home loss of the season. Very big win for Cincinnati. As they're starting to look like that huge threat like they like they're want to be after a pathetic start to the season. They look like a completely different team at the moment. Uh, is it time for Atlanta and the Houston Oilers? I think it is, and that's a good thing because we're going to get moving here. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, yeah. They went to Tennessee and lost, but Tennessee wore one of the coolest uniforms in NFL history, and Will Levis had a Warren Moon in his prime type of game. Let's just put it like that. Because when you think about the Houston Oilers, you think about Warren Moon. Four touchdowns, no interceptions. Kind of like some of the great games he had with Minnesota, especially in 95. As Warren Moon threw like, I don't know, like 38 touchdowns that year, he was really good. Um, he had some great games. I remember in, uh, he was, Warren Moon was very disappointing in 94. He threw like 21 interceptions or something. It was really annoying. In fact, the first pass of the season, uh, first ever pass with the Vikings, he threw an interception. It was ridiculous. And the Vikings lost a close one to the um, Green Bay Packers on the road, if I remember correctly, back in 94. Three quarterbacks had the ball at some point in this game, including Tyler uh, Taylor Heineke. Maybe he'll be the starting quarterback against the Vikings next week. Otherwise, it's Desmond Ritter, Ritter pardon me, who will be the quarterback for the Falcons, the Falcons coming up. So that should be an entertaining game. We'll see how that goes. Sorry for the smacking lips. Um, doggone it. Back to something. I apologize here. But Atlanta, obviously, there's at least one very historic game. The Minnesota Vikings played against Atlanta, and we all remember it way too well. And I refuse to watch that game. I refuse to watch, as we all like to watch replays of games of the past. I will not watch that one. This one will be in Mercedes Benz Stadium, or whatever the heck they call it. Mercedes this, Mercedes Benz, whatever the heck. They've had a Super Bowl there, and it's it was uh, years ago called the best stadium in football. Vikings and Falcons. You know, if Kirk Cousins was available, I think the Vikings win comfortably over Atlanta, like how he did today against Green Bay. It's a similar situation where it's a, you know, it's they don't, it's not Matt Ryan, it's not Michael Vick, it's not, uh, uh, you know, whoever, you know, <laughs> Matt Ryan, Michael Vick. Uh, it's not Steve DeBerg, it's not any of those guys. Steve DeBerg, right? <laughs> um, or Chris Chandler, yuck, horrible memory for any of us. Let's dig into history quick. I'll try to keep it brief even though it's always fun. The Vikings history against Atlanta, 20-12-0, no ties. So dating back to 1966, the Falcons are pretty old. The Vikings did lose the first two games in the history of this series, and then over time the Vikings started to get way, much better. 1968, the Vikings just pounded that team into the ground as the Vikings were just starting to get super good around that time, 47-7. to 1969, one of the best teams in the NFL, the Vikings that year, the heavy favorites to win the Super Bowl, actually, only scored three points against the Falcons. Must have been one of those days where we're just like, okay, we have home field and we don't want to get injured and stuff, so interesting. Vikings then would win most of their games against Atlanta throughout the 70s and 80s, for the most part. There was like a four-game win streak, two-game win streak here and there with Atlanta. Uh, Vikings often had the, the winning record versus the team. Um, the Vikings had won four games in a row going into that infamous game in the Metrodome 
on January 17th, 1999, which is, of course, the great 98 season where the Vikings were 15-1. and But that was a 14-2 and team. Jamal Anderson was the running back, and Chris Chandler, who we'd beaten pretty easily with the Houston Oilers years ago after Warren Moon was gone from Houston, and uh, Cody Carlson just didn't work out at all. That was a joke. Why they even thought about him as a... Uh, the Cody Carlson literally like vanished off the face of the earth. I remember Houston was like 1-15 or something. It was really weird. Like, what were they doing? Um, the Vikings hardly ever played Atlanta uh, before that game, and really we haven't played them a whole lot since anyway. Again, because like 2012 and 0, that's only 32 games in like 50... 50 uh, where's my brain? 57 years. That's a long time. So Atlanta has been around forever. They've had some historical players like Deion Sanders and, well, Brett Favre played there for a season as a backup quarterback back in 1991. Yep. And the Vikings played against that Atlanta Falcons team in 1991. Let's go to that one. The Vikings did win 20-19. to a media, I believe that's a season opener. Yep, September 8th, 1991. Atlanta Fulton County Stadium, Atlanta, Georgia. I do believe that's where the Atlanta Braves played. And, um, yeah, in the World Series, just about a month and a half after that. Wow, against the Minnesota Twins. Chris Carter was already here. Wade Wilson was our starter at the time. A couple of inter, uh, no, couple of touchdowns in an INT. And Chris Miller, quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. Chris Miller, two touchdowns and an INT. Some guy named Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker with uh, 125 yards on the ground, five yards a carry. Impressive, but did not get in the end zone. Anthony Carter did on one rush play. 14 yards with that little speed. Yep, man, these guys are going way back in the day. And, of course, Anthony Carter with only three catches and 18 yards. And this guy named Chris Carter... All he does is catch touchdowns. He caught two. Chris Carter in 91, when you didn't really hear his name much until 92, but he had a great game against Atlanta, didn't he? Interesting. Interesting. With, uh, yep, I believe this is his first year with the Vikings. After coming from the Eagles, you know, with uh, Buddy Ryan and all that. Um, impressive. Very impressive. Very impressive. Uh, I've said that enough. Uh, now I'm, what the heck is this? What are you doing to me? Come on. <laughs> Sorry. This is, of course, footballdatabase.com. Yeah, where you can see all the different, uh, the football database. But uh, yeah, you can see the history of the teams and all that. It's very enjoyable to look at. So let's keep moving. Andre Risen. Yep, wow. Andre Risen, former teammate of Deion Sanders. They had a fight years later when Risen was on the, well, still on the uh, Falcons. And then uh, Sanders is on the San Francisco 49ers, there was the big fight, whatever, and Andre Risen won a Super Bowl, I believe, with the Green Bay Packers years later. So, congratulations to him there. Let's move on now. Um, again, okay, obviously there's that historic game in 90, yeah, the 98 season, the Vikings lost by a field goal in overtime, where Morton Anderson ended up uh, succeeding Gary Anderson. There was a back-and-forth battle with them for years about who would be the all-time leading scorer in NFL history, but uh, that's great and everything. Vikings had won. Uh, the Vikings had won four in a row versus Atlanta from 14. That was Teddy Bridgewater's first game, if I remember correctly. Teddy Bridgewater's first game ever against Atlanta, 41 to 21, in 2014, nine whole years ago. Man, Teddy, Teddy, <laughs> man. Was it 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yep, and then he became the main starter in the 15, and we won the division 20 to 20 to 10 win there late that year. Uh, two years later, December the 3rd, 2017, Vikings edged the Falcons. Oh, yeah, that was that great season, 14 to 9. Great season for the Vikings, of course. Very, very low-scoring football game. And then just a few weeks later, Atlanta just couldn't finish off the Philadelphia Eagles. Just imagine if that not-as-good Atlanta team came to U.S. Bank Stadium in the NFC Championship game. There's a pretty good chance we'd be hosting the Patriots in the Super Bowl, but probably would have lost. But who knows? There's always that chance. We just might have won that thing. Odds are we wouldn't have, but you just never know. 28, we will never know. 28-12 to 12 victory for the Vikings in 2019. That was a comfortable, comfortable win as Matt Ryan and co. Matt Ryan was just clearly past his prime and washed up and all that. It was weird to watch how he went from such a great player to not good anymore. And then, but then in 2020, Matt Ryan certainly kind of regained some of that magic and won comfortably over the Vikings 40-23. to 23. It was pretty bad. And it was a terrible Falcons team. That's right. The Vikings and the Falcons were terrible. The Falcons won their first game of the year, and the Vikings lost their fifth. Um, Matt Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan, yep, yeah, that was a mess of a game. Four touchdowns, no interceptions, just absolutely destroyed us. A great, great, great game for Matt Ryan. Kirk Cousins had some promising moments, but then had a huge mental lapses. You know, the blue screen of death, as we made fun of him a bit at times. Some weird mistakes in that game. Three interceptions. I remember some of them were like, just like, what was he doing? It made no sense. No sense. Um, Todd Gurley, the former Ram, who had just, he, he was way past his prime as well. And, um, yeah, the weird situation. Julio Jones had a, had hit the, uh, what you call it, the phone uh, of youth in the game as well with 137 yards and a TD. Crazy, crazy, crazy day. Justin Jefferson, old J.J., with what, as a rookie, 166 yards on nine catches and two touchdowns. So recent history there. But Kirk Cousins, again, had some weird moments, and Matt Ryan torched that crappy defense. And then Mike Zimmer would come back another year, and, yep, yeah, the team was done with him, clearly. Uh, and that's the last time we played Atlanta. Otherwise, is it Jaron Hall versus Taylor Heineke? Jaron Hall versus uh, Kelvin and uh, Ridley? Is that the, uh, so what, what's going to happen? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Did I say Calvin Ridley? No, Calvin Ridley's a receiver. Desmond Ritter. Is it going to be Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke? I'm guessing Taylor Heineke. That's my guess, but we'll see what happens. Maybe, yeah, I think Ritter got hurt today, too. So Taylor Heineke against the Vikings, his former team, believe it or not. So we always kind of wanted to see Taylor Heineke quarterback a game for the Vikings, and he'll be quarterbacking against us probably, but maybe it will be Ritter. This will be in Atlanta, where he's actually had tons of success as Ritter. He's, uh, he, was un, he was winless on the road until recently. Ritter finally won a road game. And they'll be at home anyway. So, I don't know. I think the Falcons probably win the game, especially if, well, if Kirk Cousins is out. No, Kirk Cousins is out. Kirk Cousins is out. Um, even if it's like a miracle, he's still not going to play in that game. And the, and the Falcons are going to win. In fact, the Falcons are going to win. I don't think it's going to be this huge, massive blowout. I expect uh, if J Jaron Hall is going to be the starting quarterback, he's he is number two. Um, Mullins is on IR. One more game at the very least, and then we'll see what happens after that. Um, supposedly, like, Sean Mannion's on our practice squad. Like, what for? Come on. 
And then there's always this possibility. You never know. We bring in a Carson Wentz or something like that, or try to bring Matt Ryan out of retirement. I don't think that'll happen. Uh, we might bring Warren Moon out of retirement. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> he's as old as my mom, practically. Um, <laughs> yeah, Will Levis had a great game, didn't he, against Atlanta? Absolutely great. Uh, they were showing the highlights for like five seconds there. Um, yeah, that was a huge playoff game a few years ago, wasn't it? Jacksonville beating Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's when they got to play the um, Patriots in the AFC title game, and then the Vikings then later got thrumped by Philadelphia later that day in the NFC title game. Very depressing. Falcons lost today. They dropped to 500, but I think they go back over 500, and the Vikings drop back below 500. It's 500 versus 500, I believe, but I'm not confident the Vikings are going to win the game. We do have weapons, so even if it might be a strange quarterback and all that, a rookie quarterback playing the second game of his life, uh, you know, an actual his first start ever. Maybe Jaron Hall surprises us. It's a it's a possibility, but right now, I mean, you just kind of, if you're a betting man, you, you have to go with Atlanta in this one. T uh, Taylor Heineke, for what he is, he's a tried, you know, he is a, you know, he's a, he's a grizzled veteran in the NFL. He's started many games now. Um, he has an idea what he's doing out there. He's not a great player, but he's capable. He's mobile. So is uh, Jaron Hall is mobile, which is nice. Um, yeah, I'm still just, you know, you can tell I'm still kind of in shock as to what happened today. I, I just can't believe what happened today, man. Of, 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 of all people, too. You know, like how Favre never had anything like that happen. He, he never did. There was just that terrible concussion on uh, TCF Bank Stadium's uh, frozen ground, basically. And then that was it. Favre just, uh, yeah, he, he didn't come back, and there was no real reason to bring him back. Like, just, that's it. We're, we were dead anyway. That was a terrible lost season anyway. Um, just can't believe Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles tendon. It's just weird. Um, but with that said, Atlanta's going to win the game. Something along the likes of... I don't expect it to be too high scoring. I don't. Vikings defense is going to show up to play. And maybe just maybe Jaron Hall does get some great chemistry with these guys, but let it happen first. I'm, I'm not going to predict it. The Falcons win. Final score, 24-17 over the Minnesota Vikings in Atlanta, unfortunately. That's just kind of how I see it. Um, I'm not confident in a fifth-round pick, draft pick, uh, quarterback, necessarily, especially as limited as he is. Uh, but... Maybe there is something there, and I'm full of crap. But uh, let's just let it happen. Let's let it happen. Let the legend, let the legend tell its story. Okay, um, <laughs> that type of thing. So, with that said, we'll take a quick break and come back for a very long, long call from uh, our dear friend, Mister Mad Martin from Northern Scotland. Greetings, Joe. Well, well, well. What a pleasant surprise. Now, unlike you, when I know you sort of predicted a narrow loss, I kind of felt after Cleveland narrowly beat the Niners that um, they had a point to prove. 
And considering the way we played in Chicago, which was, to be blunt, putrid, I didn't give us a hope in hell in this game. In fact, the game had a kickoff time in the UK at 1.15 a.m. And I, I made a conscious decision that it was, no, I am not going to waste a night's sleep watching this team probably get battered. So, decided to watch it Tuesday night with a few beers. And what do they do? Um, I can only describe this stream, and I think you kind of nailed it when you called them pranksters. Because what else can you describe this team as this season? I suppose you could say they are the Jacqueline of the NFL. You go up against potentially the best team in the NFL in the Niners. And you play like that. The week before, you play putrid football and squeak a win. And you go and play, as I say, the best team possibly in the league. And you play, for the first time this year, a complete team performance. Yeah, there are a few issues that you could critique. But Cousins plays probably his best game in purple ever. Um, and probably his best game in the NFL. And across the board, it was like, wow. Halftime, and I said to my good lady, <clears throat> I think we're going to beat the 49ers. How the hell is that possible? <laughs> um, and I said to you, I think, last week, football is entertainment. And my God, finally, they entertained me. They put a smile on my face. <laughs> it's remarkable. Um so, yeah, where the heck does that leave us? Um, what I find interesting is now... Well, OK, let's be honest. We have seen this movie a few times before where this team has suddenly turned around and given us a bit of belief that, hey, they could do something realistically good this year. And then they lay the massive egg. For me to have any um, faith... You know, one good game is not sufficient to give me belief. They're going to have to go to Green Bay and um, stamp their authority on the Packers, who are a mediocre team at best. So I'm not going to start getting excited until I see them put a double-digit victory, which we've not seen for well, probably over three years, on Lambo. I mean, that would be delightful to see. So until I see that, I just, I don't know, I just can't believe yet. Um, but what it does is really muddy the waters for the GM. I mean, quasi, what does he do? Um, I was kind of, well, if they lose heavily to the 49ers, I would have thought it was relatively simple to say, okay, let's get rid of assets and let's acquire ammunition for the draft and start rebuilding this team for the future. This, this game for me is perhaps a pivotal point in the franchise history for the next couple of years because, well, I say, it's muddied the waters. What do they do? Do they buy? Do they sell? Do they do nothing? Is this a team that now can go on a run, which it should be able to, considering the teams coming up, that if, well, let's be honest, they have a chance of winning the division if they can play at this level. Um, I was quite shocked by the Lions' performance in Baltimore. So you beat Detroit away and home the division's yours um i still don't believe they can do that but who knows
And then, of course, you've got the question of what they do long term now. Because if you do go on a run, you're not going to get one of those top tier potential quarterbacks in the draft. So, again, we're at a kind of uh, impasse of where we go. Do you want Cousins extended? I'm, I'm, no, not particularly. I've not seen enough in five years to say, yes, this is the man I want to lead the purple for the next couple of years. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> um, what a result, though. But, Joey, the question is, can they repeat that? Now, let's be realistic. We had San Francisco coming to town, who were a heavy favourite. So there was zero pressure on the Purple to actually perform and come out of this with a victory. And, you know, I was saying that the Vikings are what I can only describe as a Jackal and Hyde team. You could say that very much about our quarterback because just look at what we've seen so far in the sense that they go to Carolina and he plays poor football. The Bears game, that was absolutely hideous. And he played terribly. So can he put that kind of performance back to back, week to week, the rest of the season when the pressure is actually on him because we we've seen so many times in the past that when the pressure is on cousins he melts away he's like a snowman he melts in the sun so i just will wait and see and be intrigued to see if he can turn this around and be consistent because certainly the o-line now has improved massively and given the time, the man can dissect a defence. Without the time, he is floundering. And do you want to pay that much money for a quarterback that needs the best O-line that money can buy? So th this puts us in that predicament of, um, right, so JJ's contract has to be done. You then got Christian Derrishaw's contract. Add Cousins, who no doubt if he plays like that on a number of games going forward, is going to expect, who knows, 40 million over two years, maybe more. And then you've got Daniil Hunter. So there's four players. And they potentially could swallow up over 40% of the cap. Just four players. Can you build a successful franchise with that? that? That is the question that Quasi and his front office need to tackle. I'm I, not sure that you, you can afford to keep Cousins and put all these expensive pieces around him. Because how, for example, how are you going to pay to have a, a decent, good defensive line? I know Brian Forrest is doing a remarkably good job with that defence this year. It's incredible what he's achieved with many of the same parts um, from last year. That, that is a remarkable turnaround. And I hope we can keep him for two or three years because if we can, then the potential is exciting. Um, 
But ultimately, we are at a crossroads as a franchise. What do they do? And this is going to be pivotal as we move into the mid and rear part of the season. Um, I look forward to listening to the show. And uh, right, I will leave it there. Skull brothers and sisters. And uh, Joey, you take care too. Appreciate, as always, what you do. And let's beat the Packers. And I thank you so much for that call-in, Dave Martin, Mad Martin, out of Northern Scotland. And for the most part, I'm going to just let you have the floor there with that uh, great call-in. Absolutely great call-in, like basically like a like a part of the show there. And yes, he is a part of the show. There's no doubt about that. But like even more so in that sense, like almost like he's like a co-host there. Um, yeah, just obviously great thoughts. And un- unfortunately, it's like now we, we don't have Cousins. Where before it's like, so what do we do with Cousins? Now we just flat out don't have him. So now we're kind of stuck at that. Uh, either way, the franchise was potentially at a crossroads. And in a lot of ways, this might make the decisions a lot quicker. As they're staying locally, the decisions are going to be a lot quicker now to possibly start uh, moving players out. But not because we want to move players out, but because it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Unless Jaron Hall is Brock Purdy 2.0. But a lot of other people believe locally that... Uh, this, uh, the Wilfs are the types that are going to go after some kind of veteran quarterback here to try to get things going. But, um, yeah, um, people are encouraged with what we thought of Jaron Hall. I call him Hill, Jaron Hall. With uh, Again, I liked his body language. I did. I liked his body language. He looked good. So we'll see how that translates into next week at the end of the day. So, yep, great calling. I'm not going to step all over it and all that type of deal. And unfortunately, you know, the circumstances of today's game also type of situation there. Um, but no, absolutely great calling. And we're going to try to continue now. We'll probably hear a bit more from Mad Martin on X or Twitter or whatever we like to call it. Uh, yeah, Paul Charchian says, are you ready for some Sean Mannion football? He wasn't sending it to me, but no, I'm not. I'm not ready for Sean Mannion at all. Um, I'd rather see Jaron Hall. <laughs> I would. I think there's more there, honestly. Um, episode 10, Tene Brown re- retweeted Purple Mafia, episode 410 feature presentation. It is the feature presentation, isn't it? Sure looks like it. It looks like that's the feature presentation in a lot of ways. Uh, Sam Gupta, I forget, what did I, what? I forget what generated. I, I, I think I asked him the question and he did answer. Uh, he says, can't wait to hear this episode. That game was so fun against uh, San Francisco, of course. Um, and uh, he was saying I was hatched in Minnesota oh yeah maybe I asked like was he from California or from Minnesota originally so yep he was hatched in Minnesota so my favorite major league uh, baseball faves include the Twins and Dodgers and Angels Dodgers and Angels huh uh, my favorite NBA teams are the Timberwolves and Lakers okay that sounds pretty cool so it sounds like Vince Germano in a lot of ways with the uh, Timberwolves and Lakers yep for sure but Lakers first of course in Vince because Vince's case Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, great to hear from you, Sam Gupta, out of California, but of course, again, originally from Minnesota. Um, yeah. What am I saying? Yeah. Dave Hickey was responding uh, to something Mackie said. Ah, uh, was that last week or this week? Oh, that's a while back. Yeah. 
October 8th. I don't know why that popped up that way. Okay, Matt Martin says, uh, rushing touchdowns forgotten. R rushing touchdown, forgotten what they are. I need to pile the pain on the Packers today. And that was after I was saying seeing, seeing Cam Akers bowl into the end zone was downright refreshing. Finally, a rushing touchdown, and I'm glad it was him. Uh, and Matt Martin made that comment, like laughing at finally, let's put the pain on them. I was saying that was an outstanding stat. Just how long, just how long it's been. What was it? Uh, 497 minutes since the last one. Yep. So of, of gameplay, that's incredible. Matt Martin says unbelievable. Need to punch the ball home. That's 11 points dropped so far. And I was like, that's for damn sure. Yep. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, Matt Martin says I went to see this killer instinct in the second half. Yeah, absolutely. And there was a bit of it, but it got kind of funky as well. Dave Hickey says, why are they constantly trotting out uh, Alexander Madison when Cam is way better? I agree. Uh, luckily, Madison did have some moments late that helped run the clock, but I think Cam Akers is a better running back. Yep, I agree with Dave Hickey there 100%. Dave Hickey coming in out of Iowa, of course. Bad Martin says, no, I've, I have not always been the biggest Kirk supporter, but if this is how it ends in Minnesota, it's sad. Yep, because of the Achilles tendon. Yep, because now we're getting caught up with the Achilles tendon situation here. Um, I made a comment talking about, and I've gotten confused here, about what was the stat that's going back to 2019. I thought it was two scores. Maybe it's more than that. I think it's a bigger number, like 20 or something. I can't remember. and I feel stupid now, and it's frustrating. Um, Vikings Uncensored said, we beat Green Bay 28-7 to last year in the opener, so even that's more than 20 points. And it's like, oh, yeah, I was saying I, I apologize. He says, all good, bro, but hey, every multi-score win uh, of the KOC era has been versus Green Bay. So, yeah, that is pretty crazy, and I was saying it's funny when you think about it. Yeah, so it was against Green Bay only. Interesting. Uh, we continue a couple more from Mad Martin here. Mad Martin says, I guess the season is over. If the Jefferson and Cousins injuries aren't a sign that this year that this isn't our year that nothing will be. Yep, it's time to consider draft positioning, sell your veterans to contenders, and aim for the top five pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, yep. Uh, tomorrow will tell us which direction they are taking. If the front office starts shifting assets, time to take our lumps this season as they plan towards the future. Not the way you want the Cousins era to end, but yeah, and of course, unfortunately, it did or it potentially could be. But, yeah, it is a very sad way for it to end, no doubt about it. Yep, Phil Mackey says, oh, wow, that looked really bad for Kirk Cousins. Is that an Achilles? And Mackey nailed it. Yep, Mackey nailed it. Hmm. <sighs> yep, Ali Siddiqui said we should be very happy, but the Kirk Cousins injury, too, concerning. Yeah, it's too bad. Um, crazy stuff. SB23 was saying... Uh, let's read what uh, the Vikings Uncensored had to say quick. He wasn't saying it directly to me, but it's interesting. Uh, I don't care if you're a Kirk, Kirk Stanny, a Kirk hater, or somewhat in between, which is probably where I am, somewhere in between. The Vikings season potentially hinges on the next 24 hours. We wait to hear the extent of Cousins' injury. Yep, because you never know, uh, but it probably is. He probably is out for the year. Yep, um, SB23, Skull Brothers, says... Uh, what should the Vikings do at quarterback? Joe Flacco, Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers. I don't know. Who else could be out there? Yep. Um, is that a podcast? 
How dare you? Colin Kaepernick, come on, man. God. Yeah, come on. I don't know. That's kind of, that's just, it's a cute conversation of like years ago. That, conver that, that ship has sailed and it has left the harbor a long time ago, my friends. My friends. Anyhow, let's get to Instagram if we can. Similar to the, the Twitter account at Purple Mafia Show, uh, where Instagram is Purple Mafia Show as well. Facebook page is still dancing around in stupidness. And it's super frustrating. Yep. It's, it's frustrating. Shoot, I'm trying to respond to something. I apologize for my delay. Good thing it wasn't that old of a message from someone. Anyhow, Instagram. Because, yeah, I have to do that on here. It doesn't really work well on the laptop or computer or whatever. Um, yeah, it's really sad. So, you can tell I'm still a bit shell-shocked with what happened. Most recent episode released from... I believe that one was just liked, but let's see if there's a comment hiding in there. No, there isn't. Okay, so we'll continue. The in-game thread... I was, yep, I put the same thing about seeing cam makers, blah, 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 and that was liked. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So we'll start with, uh, yep, this is Strikeforce.92. That would be Mark Carlson. Hopefully that there will be a continued momentum today for the Vikings. And there was, yep. I still sit on the negative side of the fence. This is a, this is a prove-it game for me. Maybe after saying that, the whole team has become a sort of prove-it team because of their, yep, quote-unquote prove-it team because of their execution this season so far has been to lose it style, uh, to has been quote-unquote lose it style with all the bumbling and fumbling. Madison needs to step up today, and I, and I will lose my mind if we see another extra point, uh, missed extra point today. Thankfully, that didn't happen, but a missed kick and a block kick. Um, Mark Carlson says, that was your boy Joey busting into the end zone. Yep, that's that's Cam Akers, yes. And I like you said, I like what I said in a previous episode, stop giving it to Madison and give it to Akers. Yep, and I kept saying it too. I was ranting like a madman, and other people have been frustrated as well, and understandably. So, it's like, come on, get him in there, dang it. It's, I don't understand actually, you know, I don't. Uh, so the post-game thread, no Mike Dale, doggone it. Hope everything's okay, Mike, and I miss you. Last week was some awesome stuff, and yeah, it really was. Post-game thread, Mark and Mark Carlson out of Iowa, Tanae Brown out of New Zealand. Uh, Tanae says, only caught the end of the game. Defense did a great job to close the game out. Feel terrible for Kirk. Reports don't sound great, though. Nope, they don't. It's most likely an Achilles tear. Yep. Yep. Mark Carlson will wrap things up saying, it seems the team has come together, or maybe the Peckers, the Peckers <laughs> are just that bad. Either way, Kirk is out, and next man up won't do. If the sample that was on display tonight after Kirk was hurt is our future, well, it's over. Why is that guy our backup? Yeah, he's pretty raw, isn't he? Or why is he even playing football? Okay, it was fun to watch today from beginning to end. But where do we go from here? I don't know, and I don't remember for sure the last time we had a quarterback out and a backup play for the season. Was that Teddy Bridgewater? Well, anyway, Skull, glad Tanae caught some of the game. I watched some rugby before kickoff. The all, 
the All Blacks had their hands full with uh, that South Africa team. Interesting. Interesting for sure. Um, wow, that is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, injured quarterback? Yeah, I mean, that was like Brad. Yeah, see, and then we picked up Bradford. We made that trade to pick up Sam Bradford when uh, Teddy Bridgewater had the t- devastating knee injury. Otherwise, I don't think Bridgewater really, well, he came in, I think, I don't know if Castle was hurt or they just put Bridgewater in. I think it was a combination of Castle was banged up, but it's like, yeah, we want to see Teddy play anyway. And he ended up being pretty good. And then all of a sudden, he had the devastating knee injury, which was extremely devastating. No doubt about that. So, yeah, no doubt about that. Um, Yeah, absolutely crazy there. So that should be the fan interaction, thankfully. Uh, with that said, I don't know. Uh, the Viking season seems to be uh, definitely in, uh, you know, it seems to be definitely in dire need right now, in dire straits, and it's definitely a sad day. It's definitely a sad day for Minnesota Viking fans. Um, sad day for, you know, us that cover the team as well, that keep up with the team. Not that I'm out there with a press pass and everything like some people might be, which would be fun, but I just, you know, it is what it is at this point. Um, I don't know. It, it just kind of left me at a loss of words, even though that's what radio is. That's what podcasting is. It's nothing about words. Words, 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 talk, 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 blah, blah, blah. But it's very depressing, very sad. And, well, I mean, the, the good news is, in a sense, if you needed to, if you were kind of on the fence about something, well, you can't really be on the fence anymore. You got to make a decision now, one way or another. Um, time to time to look towards the future. It, it just kind of is. It's we're being forced to at this point, unless you superly believe Carson Wentz is the answer by some miracle. Uh, he is a free agent. That's just one name out there. Uh, Joe Flacco. I don't. I, I know that'd be it'd be interesting and it'd be interesting to see him as a quarterback out there for the Vikings. But I don't know. Even if it's just to be some kind of a guiding force, I guess, for Jaron Hall or whoever. Uh, Nick Mullins is a capable quarterback. He's not bad. It's just, you know, yeah, I mean, he's not really our backup. And the only reason why Jaron Hall was was because of the, because Nick Nick uh, Mullins had to, uh, had to go on IR. Otherwise, um, Nick Mullins is the backup. Jaron Hall is the third string because he's so young and raw. So that's the reason that that took place. And then supposedly Sean Mannion is the fourth guy who was on the practice squad. So it's interesting stuff. Um, very sad. It's a sad day. And we're kind of stuck, uh, you know, in that situation. But at least at, at least there, there's going to have to be some kind of direction pointing towards the future and a long-term solution to the quarterback position not named Kirk Cousins. It's just the way it is. Um, Kirk will resurface. Kirk will be healthy again, and he will be a good quarterback for the Vikings or for the 49ers or for someone else. It, it's who, whoever it is. Kirk will have another good season out there. I, I truly doubt he's finished in any form. Um, and uh, maybe we'll get some crazy good news out of nowhere that it's not as bad as we thought and that he will return in two to four weeks or something. But unfortunately, odds are that is not the case. With that said, I'll say this. Happy Halloween, everybody. You know, I'm not a huge Halloween person. I do like the festive side of it, though, like the harvest, the pumpkins, the pumpkin beers that come out. It's a lot of fun, you know, the autumn beers. Maybe it's an autumn IPA, like a a harvest IPA from Southern Tier. It's 
probably the best autumn IPA right now that I know of. There's been some great autumn ones out there like that are red IPAs, but they've all kind of vanished off the face of the earth over the years, which is weird. I'm not sure why that happened. Um, but yeah, Harvest Harvest IPA from Southern Tier is fantastic. They also make Pumpkin and Warlock. Warlock is the uh, pumpkin stout, which is really freaking good. I might even have it tonight. I don't know. I, I probably, I don't know if I have it cold yet, but I can make it cold quickly. Still have time to do that. Otherwise, Pumpkin is legendary. Um, a legendary uh, imperial pumpkin ale that they make. Warlock is arguably actually more tasty, though, but I don't know why I'm even getting into that. But that's kind of the fun part about Halloween for me. Not necessarily that I drink, because I don't drink that much. Just It's just a tasty one. It's a tasty, higher quality level type of thing. But also, obviously... You know, the fall colors are gorgeous and this and that. Um, the mornings suck because they're too dark. But <laughs> but uh, obviously you get football, regardless of what quality of football we might have the rest of the season. But, uh, you know, that's the fun part about Halloween is that. Also the video games like Castlevania, you know, they're a lot of fun. I recently completed a, uh, and I tried to do a damn good job on it, um, video game flashback. It's a retro video game podcast. Castlevania for the Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES. It's been released, so do look that up if you could and listen to it. And if you like it, tell your friends and have a put a positive rating for that. And please put a positive rating for Purple Mafia. It'd be greatly appreciated. The very final step of the show is um, if you want to call in like Mad Martin did, it's an audio submission. Um, would love to hear from anybody like Dave Hickey, Mark Carlson, Tanae Brown, Mike Dale, Brent Jacobson, if you're still out there, God, I miss you, man. I Man, I miss hearing from that guy. Um, Sam Gupta, you know, what you do is you open up the free voice recording app that every single smart device has. Just open it up, press record, treat it like a phone call, and then when you're done, hit stop, save it, and then email it to me. Email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. I would then convert it into an MP3 file thanks to... Uh, cloudconvert.com which I think does a better job than anything I've ever had so I love them that's why I'm giving them a free plug they do an amazing job uh, it's much faster than what Zomzar was doing Zomzar was really good and I really appreciate them forever but Cloud Convert just is better I don't know I'm happy to have them so with that said uh, thank you so much for listening have a good week happy Halloween and welcome to Thanksgiving season and we'll see what happens <laughs>